every blessing. And every blessing you pour out, I'll turn back to praise. When the darkness closes in, Lord, still I will say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. Blessed be your name when the sun's shining down on me. When the world's all as it should be, blessed be your name. Blessed be your name on the road marked with suffering. Though there's pain in the offering, blessed be your name. Oh, every blessing pour out I'll turn back to praise when the darkness closes in Lord still I will say blessed be the name of the Lord blessed be your name blessed be the name of the Lord blessed be your glory name you give and take away you give and take away my heart will choose to say Lord bless be your name you give and take away you give and take one more time. You give and take away. You give and take away. My heart will choose to say, Lord, blessed be your name. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you today, oh God. It says in the book of Romans that it's because of God's kindness. His kindness actually leads us to repentance. And uh, I love the words of this song. It incorporates one of our, uh, an older song that I remember seeing growing up as a child. But it says, 
amazing love that welcomes me, the kindness of mercy that bought with blood wholeheartedly my soul undeserving. And uh, as we sing this this morning, let's just worship and realize how good God has been to us this morning. Let's sing it. Amazing love that welcomes me the kindness of mercy that bought with blood wholeheartedly my soul undeserving oh God you're so
bring suffering, Lord, I will remember what Calvary has bought for me, both now and forever. Let's worship Him. true God, Lord, that you came from heaven to earth and took the place that we deserved, God, and took our sin upon yourself. We worship you this morning. We declare, God, that you are good today in this place. We thank you. We worship you. Amen. Amen. We're just going to have a quick 10-minute break before Mike or someone comes with the word this morning. I believe we have a guest speaker, actually. And uh, so feel free to go out. There's uh, some refreshments and water and snacks outside there. And uh, the kids are now dismissed for kids.
see the finish line where it ends where it lands guess i lost my vision when the pain set in can i believe when i don't see can i really let it be out of my hands when it's out of my hands this is a word i choose but it's where i'm finding you but i'm broken and undone your mercy's just begun going to start so if everyone outside can bring it in somehow some way whose baby is this in the front please remove the baby from the premises just kidding that's my baby it's okay it's okay <laughs> all right <laughs> All right. Well, welcome to church service this morning. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're surviving the rain and all that, all that good stuff. Um, you came on a very special week. It's a very good week because I'm not preaching. And uh, my, my buddy Carlo is, and Carlo is right here. I don't want to brag or anything, but I was his best man in his wedding. So it's, just, it's kind of a big deal, you know. Um, and we try to... Uh, I think we've only had maybe, honestly, like two or three, maybe four guest preachers we've had on a Sunday. We want to make sure we are saving this spot for um, people that we really love and trust. And Carlo is definitely one of these guys. He's a pastor in Stratford. And I've known him uh, for a good chunk of my life. Met him when he was like a grade five or something. <laughs> Anyways, it's, uh, it is my honor to introduce him. He's going to be sharing the word with you this morning. So please... Give a round of applause for Carlo Rosati, Pastor Carlo Rosati. Yeah, Mike was my best man. He showed up late and he left early from the wedding, by the way. He, it's not like he was having a kid or something like that. It just happened to be a couple days before. Hey, it's, uh, it's really awesome to be here. Again, my name's Carlo. I'm from Burlington, Ontario. I don't know if, I don't know if Mike shared this. I'm sure he has. Oh, oh, here we go. Junior youth is dismissed as well. My bad. Yeah, get out of here, junior youth. Um, I grew up in a little place in Burlington called Mountainside. So this is real special to me this morning. That was kind of like the section of Burlington I grew up in. And uh, it is an, honor, is an honor to speak. I hope you're excited to be in church. Um, my favorite churches are church plants. Yes, yes, you can make noise this morning. It's totally cool. And uh, I, I might be a little old school, even though I'm a little young. So if, if you hear something that you like or you agree with, you can give me an amen. It's okay. You can give me an amen. You can bring out your hanky, wave it around. No, don't do that. Um, I want to I talk this morning um, about faith. And um, I know this weekend for a lot of you uh, this morning is, is really special. Um, and it's, it's really important to you. And, 
in the last few months of my life, I've, I've actually experienced some incredible loss. And but this has nothing to do with my sermon, but as I was kind of just praying in the shower this morning, because I woke up a little late, as you can tell, my hair's still wet. Um, I just felt like uh, a God had a word for me, apart from the sermon for you, that it's okay to feel. It's okay to feel. It's okay to go through the emotions, and it's okay um, to grieve, and it's okay to laugh. And the best thing for you to do is to be around the ones that you love. And it, it's super important. So um, just be encouraged that um, your feelings are not a bad thing. Don't push them down. Experience them with other people. That, that's brought me the most healing so far in my journey over the last few months. But this morning I want to share with you um, about faith. And, and that is a topic in church that is related to everything, right? Like you could, you could, you could put the word faith in every sermon. It's in most scripture verses. Um, but I want to specifically talk about um, one of the heroes of the faith, okay? So I want to let you know who the heroes are the faith are really quickly. So in Hebrews, in the book of Hebrews in the New Testament, um, Hebrews writer um, writes basically about a bunch of people who, expl- who are like a great example for us to follow on how to live a faithful life to God. So this, this is kind of like my long, but I could have made it shorter, example of what the heroes of the faith are. They are a collection of Old Testament followers of God. So Hebrews wrote about, uh, kind of was like writing uh, scripture, and he was like, okay, these are people in the Old Testament that you really, really need to look up, learn their story, if you want to learn how to be faithful to God and how to follow Jesus. So today we're going to look at just one specifically and uh, it's hilarious because uh, his name is Enoch, which is a great name, but he really has nothing written about him except for one special thing that we'll get to in a second. But maybe if we can just close our eyes, I'd just love to pray with you before we get into it this morning. So Lord, we just thank you um, just for a beautiful morning. Lord God, thank you for family that we get to be with every single Sunday. Lord, I pray that you would use me, Lord, that you would anoint me and bless me right now, that my words would not just be my own thoughts or opinions, but Holy Spirit, you would speak through me. And God, I just pray for every every leader, every pastor, every volunteer, every person that's in church this morning, whether they've been faithfully coming to Mountainside for the be- since the beginning, or Lord, if this is their first Sunday, God, I pray that you would just encourage them where they are. Lord, your word promises that you will meet us in the middle, and we know, Holy Spirit, you're here with us this morning. Amen. 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 Okay. So, has anyone in the room been to the gym lately? That's what I thought. <laughs> uh, I shouldn't have put my hand up because I don't remember the last time I went to the gym. I'm not really an athlete. I'm Italian, so I was kind of forced to play soccer, and I love soccer. But I'm not really an athlete. I haven't been to the gym in a while. Um, but that kind of stuff interests me from afar, if you know what I mean. It's like, yeah, that would be really nice one day. But I love Wendy's, and I, I love eating food. That's not really good for me. So you'll never really find me there. But it, it really interests me. So I, over the last little while, I've had, I've had a number of conversations with, you know, fit people and ones that are a little bit more in shape than me. And uh, they've been kind of telling me all of these different supplements and diets. And, like, when you go to the gym, this is how you're supposed to lift a weight. And you should do this many reps. And you should kind of take this kind of course and check this thing out on YouTube. And then I was like, there's all of this stuff. But, like, what is, like, one of the most important things that um, – if you want to get healthy, if, if you want to um, get in shape, what is like the easiest thing you can do? Cost you no money, cost you really uh, no time, no effort, um, but is really, really, really beneficial for your body. So I went to Google, right, like everybody does, and I looked up what that would be. And what Google told me and a lot of professionals online about um, being physical and all that kind of stuff was walking 30 minutes a day, like just three zero, 30 minutes a day has 
incredible health benefits. It's probably the most overlooked practice of getting fit. And uh, I was like, that probably makes a lot of sense to me because I live kind of like Mike a few minutes down from the skate park in Stratford, and I still drive there. <laughs> like, I still, I still drive there. I won't even skateboard there because I don't want my legs to be tired. Um, but 30 minutes a day gives you so much health benefits. Here's some examples. It will obviously burn calories, help you lose weight. It will strengthen your heart. Walking 30 minutes a day will lower your blood pressure. It will ease your joint pain. It will boost your immune system. It gives you more energy. It will improve your mood. Some of us in the, in the room are like, I just need to go for a walk. Extend your life. Like 30, walking just 30 minutes a day instead of just sitting all the time in the car, at the desk at work, when you get home on the couch. 30 minutes a day can actually give you more years to your life. It can tone your muscles. And I was like, okay, I got to start walking. And what's really cool is th walking 30 minutes a day isn't also just a physical thing. It's a mental thing. So, okay, like spark creativity. So this idea of walking, I learned that is, is incredibly healthy. And, and, and we know that walking is healthy. But sometimes we kind of overlook all of those really, really important benefits. And I was going through some of these heroes of the faith, and, and Enoch specifically um, stood out because it says in Scripture that he faithfully walked with God. In Genesis 5, we, I think it's up on the screen, we could read it here. This is kind of like some of like the history of like the sons and daughters of the family from Adam. So in verse 21 it starts, when Enoch had lived 65 years, he became the father of Methuselah, after he became the father of Methuselah, Enoch walked faithfully with God 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Enoch lived a total of 365 years. Enoch walked faithfully with God, and then he was no more because God took him away. That's basically all we have in Scripture, except for in Hebrews when it says the same thing again, just in a little bit of a different phrase about who we know Enoch is. And it got me asking the question, like, God, like, why is Enoch so important? Like, why does the Hebrew writer say he is an important character? He is a classified hero of the faith. Like, that's a pretty big status to hold on your shoulders. And we know nothing about him other than he lived a long time. He had some kids, and he named them, like, weird names. And he, <laughs> and he faithfully walked with God. And then it got me thinking, in my season in the last little while, just a few words can mean a lot. Just a few words can mean a lot. Like, like uh, long story short, uh, my dad had passed from terminal cancer at the end of May. And that principle I learned very, very quickly. I don't need a huge, giant message from someone to let me know that they love me. But, you know, if they, they just send a heart or they just say praying for you, thinking for you, it, like, it meets deep. And some of the seasons that you're go I'm sure you guys are going through right now, you, you know that principle of just a few words can mean a lot. And it could either build you up or it could tear you down. So I believe that scripture and script, scripture really interprets scripture. So all we need to know about Enoch is actually right here, is that he faithfully walked with God. So I want to just talk really quickly today about what faithfully walking with God looks like. And I've tried to my best. I've never preached in 20 minutes before. I don't think any pastor has ever done that. And uh, I have a timer. So let's see where I'm at. Come on, face work. I have to type in my code. All right, I got 12 minutes. That's good. I've narrowed it down to four really, really quick, um, just 
kind of suggestions, these aren't the only ways that I believe when we look to Scripture, what faithfully walking with God looks like. I've narrowed it down to four quick things. So the first point is this. It's believing. If you take notes, I think that's really awesome. If you don't take notes and, and I suck at taking notes, I just like to take pictures of the screen, which helps. Because then I look through it later when you're going through your scroll. So I don't have any children. Um, but many of my close friends, it, like Mike and Olivia, have, have begun this journey of, of starting family and uh, this blessing of a child from God. And uh, the cool thing is watching parents and, and friends who are parents see their, their young ones take those first steps. Like, Mike, do you remember the first time that Noah walked? Like, you're like Olivia's probably like, get the phone. Like, you need to take a video of this. We've got to put it on Instagram. We've got to show the world. Like, it's an exciting moment, right? Like, do you does anyone else have kids in the room? I'm assuming there's a handful of people that have some kids or family. You remember those first moments when your kids or your grandkids, like, they took their very first steps. You're probably, like, over the moon excited. Like, it was an amazing moment. That's pretty cool. When someone actually takes their first step walking with God, a.k.a. believing in Jesus, Scripture says that heaven rejoices. Like, the Carlo translation says that heaven throws the biggest party ever. Like, they throw the biggest party ever. The first step in faithfully walking with God, and I know that a lot of you probably already know this, but it's actually believing in Jesus. So kind of as I just quickly finish this point, I want you to go back in time in your memory and say, what was that moment like? Where, where was I when I gave my heart to the Lord? Was there a song playing? Like, I remember, like, my salvation story, I call it, like, a mixed salvation because most of my understanding of who Jesus was when I was a kid was with Pastor Mike when he was buying me a Big Mac, which, by the way, are $3 right now if you want one. I had one last night. wasn't a good idea. I'm regretting it right now. Hebrews 11.6 says this, Without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and he rewards those who earnestly seek him. You know, this first step of believing is so important to our, our, our walk with Jesus. And I just want to encourage you, if you're in the room this morning and you've kind of been checking things out or, or, or maybe you're a bit younger and your parents or your grandparents have kind of like dragged you out to church. First of all, it's because they love you and they, re they really believe that God loves you. But it's an amazing, amazing journey and there's no other decision like it. Like following Jesus is the best thing you can ever do. Okay? Next thing, the next step in faithfully walking God uh, first is to believe. Second is to listen. you got to listen to him. So I've been married to my beautiful wife, Maddie, in the back corner just over a year now. She's awesome. Um, and, uh, yeah, she's just really great. But um, she, she has been able to help diagnose me with something, which I don't suggest everybody does. You should definitely go see a professional. But I, I have this rare, I think it's rare, uh, thing called selective hearing. <laughs> does, does any any other men, any other dudes in the room, you're like, oh, yeah, my wife diagnosed me with that within our first year of marriage. Selective hearing. And uh, I, it's, it's true. And I relate to that in the sense of my relationship with God sometimes. I have selective hearing with God in the sense of there's moments of prayer and there's moments of solitude in the word. And I'm just experiencing who God is. And he's, he's, really, he's really speaking to my soul. And then there's moments where I'm like, I didn't hear that. I'm, what? Didn't hear, oh, you're breaking up, God. Okay, I got to go now. Busy, got to get back to work. And we have selective hearing with God, but actually taking time to really listen to his voice is a really key step in faithfully walking with God. So maybe you don't understand what his voice sounds like. I want to break that down really, really simply. There's four different ways. We'll put them on the screen real quickly. So what does the voice of God sound like? The first time, the first thing is God will speak through his word. 
So if you really dig into the Word of God, basically the big love letter for you, you will begin to hear the voice of God. And if you pray before you even open up your Bible and say, Lord, let these words jump off the page. Let them go right deep down into my heart, into my soul. You'll begin to hear the voice of God through his word. Obviously, that one is a given. God speaks and is revealed through his word. The next one is God speaks through our good thoughts. And this is one that I just learned a few years ago. One of my pastors growing up, his name is Pastor Kevin. He's at a church in Burlington just around the corner called Glad Tidings. And he said this, everything that comes into my mind that is good is of God. And that like, that like, flipped, that like flipped my brain in the sense of I don't actually have the ability as a human apart from God to think of good. He is the creator of good. Like if we go way back to the beginning, like he created and said it was good. So if it is good... It is of God. It's inspired by God. So when we actually have these good thoughts, if they're creative, if they're loving, if, if they're powerful, if they're moving, that's actually God inspiring you. Like God is speaking through you through your good thoughts, which is really awesome. Another way is God speaks through our dreams and our visions. And, and this one doesn't necessarily happen a lot with me personally, but I love to be able to hear stories from people that have given, uh, God has given them this massive dream. And, and, and this church, by the way, is one of those things, which is so cool to, to see it come alive and, and to be fruitful over many years so far. Hearing the voice of God is in so many different ways. One of the, I think one of the most important ones is God actually chooses to speak through other people. Right? And not just the pastor with the microphone or the guest speaker, but God speaks through you for somebody else, which is really, really neat. I think that's amazing. So in that, if we feel like God is speaking something to us to share to another person, like as if we're kind of just like the middleman or the vessel for his voice, we got to really be careful with that sometimes because I think we can, <laughs> we can, our flesh gets in the way of our spirit, if you know what I mean. So we need to carefully listen to the voice of God, just like take time, be in solitude, just be quiet, listening to the voice of God. And when you feel like, you know, you really understand what he's saying and it might not be 100%, then go ahead and, and speak on behalf of God. And sometimes what that looks like practically is saying, hey, man, like I, I feel like God has a word for you that he has given me. And Maybe this doesn't line up, so feel free to throw it out the window. But I want you to know that yada, yada, yada. Okay? Any Seinfeld fans in the fan? Yeah? Okay. We got, we got three. That's awesome. That's awesome. Another way that we need to take a faithful step in our walk with God is we've got to trust. So the first step is to believe. The second step is we've got to listen. The third step is to trust. And, and this one, it, it ties in with listening. But 2 Corinthians 5.7 says this. For we walk by faith and not by sight. And that's actually become really true in my life over these last few years, you know, uh, as a young, a young person and stepping into the role of ministry, moving out on your own, getting married, like having to work with budgets and just random stuff like that that nobody likes. It's been a little bit overwhelming. And sometimes if you're anything like me, you ne don't necessarily understand what's coming five years or ten years down the road. You don't actually have the ability to see that far into your future. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with planning or preparing for your future or investing in yourself to see what's next. But trusting God for the future that we just don't necessarily know can be really, really hard. We've got to trust him. We've got to walk by faith, not by sight. Because if I knew exactly what was going to happen 5, 10, 20, 30 years of my life right now, of course I wouldn't need faith. I wouldn't need it. But it, life isn't like that. 
Life isn't like that at all. I actually have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow. I only know and not even really know exactly what's going to happen all today. And so faith is like a non-negotiable for me. Like, I don't know exactly what's going to happen five years from now, so I need to walk by faith. I need to trust God. It's not the easiest thing, but I have a couple scriptures I want to share with you in, uh, in trusting God. Proverbs 3, 5, 6 says this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. There's another scripture in Psalms. It says this. Your word is a lamp to my feet, a light on my path. Take time to listen to the voice of God. Begin to trust him, which takes a step of faith. Trust is a step of faith. It doesn't come necessarily naturally. It's not easy. The fourth step I want to really talk about today, which is probably one of the most important ones, is, uh, is a huge challenge on its own. And it's about obeying, obeying God. So believing God, taking that first step, learning to listen to his voice and, and hear what he wants to do with your life, um, and then being able to trust that trust God with with what he's given you and then actually obey and do it is the hardest one and here's the difference because the other three are like an internal process and an internal decision obedience a lot of times is an external decision which can become really difficult and every time I hear the word obey it makes me think like I'm a dog like I'm glad like Maddie has never said you must obey me even though I would because I love you so much um <laughs> obey makes me think that like Someone's like treating me like a dog. I was like, how dare you like speak to me like that? But then I kind of think about it a little bit again. And I was like, well, if I could be any animal in the world, I'd probably want to be a dog because you get free belly rubs for like your whole life. It's amazing. It's so good. So obedience doesn't sound so bad if you're a dog. But if you're a human, you know, I don't know. Maddie doesn't get any free belly rubs. I, re I really got to work for those ones. But Galatians says this, Galatians 5.16. I say walk by the spirit. You will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Psalm 119, 133 says, keep steady my steps according to your promise. Let no iniquity get dominion over me. These are two really key points that are going to be up on the screen that I think are so important if we're going to understand what obedience to God looks like. The first one is this, being obedient to God does not chain us down. A lot of times we associate obedience with like like, we have no freedom, we're kind of kept captive, we're like chained down, like, you must be obedient, get stuck in this box, but obedience to God is not what chains you down, sin is what chains you down, and a lot of time, sin doesn't feel like that a little, like, at the beginning, but the next morning it does. Obedience to God will not hold you down, it actually lifts you up, but sin is what will hold you down. Being obedient to God is not when you agree with him. Obedience is easy if you agree, but that's not obedience if you agree. Obedience is actually when you disagree. Like when you're listening to the voice of God, and he says, I want you to do this and this and this, and then you trust him, okay, and say, that sounds really good. It's like it's easy to obey what he's saying. But obedience is actually the opposite of that when you go, God, you're crazy. Like why would you ask me to do that? That's insane. Has anybody had a moment like that in their life before? I've had a little too many lately. <laughs> Obedience is not when you agree with God. It's actually when you disagree. Micah 6.8 says this. He has told you, oh man, what is good? Oh man, I love that by the way. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, love kindness, walk humbly with your God? Ephesians says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. When we listen and trust God with what he's actually asking us to do, 
being obedient, I believe, can be categorized into these scriptures. To do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. Hebrews 11.5. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. Before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. Enoch had such a close and tangible and authentic relationship with God that God spared him from earthly death. Like, that's incredibly rare in the Bible. Like, off the top of my head, I can't really think of another person that was able to do that. His faith was massive in God. He walked with God all the days of his life. So it makes me ask the question to myself, if God was to summarize my life and put it in a book and I only got one sentence, what would I want him to say? And this scripture came to mind. I fought the good fight, I finished the race, I kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day. Not only to me, but also all that have longed for his appearing. I want to say, well done, good and faithful servant. So really quick, I just have a prayer application for you this morning. I would love to pray for you, and then I would love that you would continue to ask Holy Spirit to help you in whatever season you may be in or whatever step you need to take. But what's your next step in faithfully walking with God? Are you here this morning and you need to take that first step and believe? Are you needing to learn how to listen to the voice of God, which we quickly went over. I know it was real fast, but you were able to kind of just dot, jot down in your brain or take a picture or whatever, what, how I can hear God's voice. Maybe the next step for you is you need to trust when life is uncertain, which is probably a lot of our steps. Or perhaps it's actually, perhaps it's actually t- time to take that step and be obedient to God. So I'm not sure how you do things around here. I'm not going to be long or, or really charismatic in this moment. But I just want to take a moment and I could pray for you. And if, if I could just say a blessing over your life, I'd love to do that. So if, if we could just maybe close our eyes, bow our heads, and, and just focus in for a moment. I would, I would love just to pray for you. So Lord, I don't know everybody's story in the room. I know a couple, but God, I know that as human beings, our our life kind of just drags us different ways sometimes. So Jesus, I ask for the ones in the room that maybe need to take that first step, or maybe it's been a while and and they feel like they've been kind of walking away from God. Lord, this morning, I, I pray that they would just know how much you love them and that Jesus, you're running after them. And God, that when they make that, that, that decision, that first step to believe in you, whether that's the first time or, or, or maybe it's another time, that they know that heaven is throwing a party for them. God, maybe the next step for somebody is learning how to listen to your voice. And, and Lord, I know that sometimes in church world we've made that seem so difficult. But God, you're always speaking to us, even in just like our good thoughts and our good conscience. So Lord, I just pray for for those that are seeking your voice, God, that you just speak so clearly to them and they'd hear it in such a new and a fresh way this morning. Maybe for that next person that needs to take the step of of learning how to trust because of broken promises from maybe earthly relationships or friendships. God, I, I pray that that would not get in the way. I pray that that would not be a wall that gets in the way of learning how to trust you. And God, for the ones that just need to be obedient, um, God, I, I just pray that you would, they would put opportunity in their lives to be obedient, and, and Lord, that you would bless them. Lord, that you would give them boldness, that you would give them courage to walk in all the ways that you called them. 
Thank you for this church, Lord. Thank you for just a great opportunity this morning just to speak into some lives. And, Lord, I just pray that this would not just be another Sunday morning um, or another task on the religion list or, or a church thing. But, but God, as I've seen people just really bond here and, and really treat each other as family, that they would just continue. They would strive in that. They would take pride in that. And, Lord, that they would walk faithfully. They would walk faithfully in all the ways that you've called them to. Amen. Awesome. Thanks, Carla. <laughs> You're late. It's okay. <laughs> Come on, give it up for Carlo. That was great. That was awesome. Carlo, man, you're like a better preacher than me, man. That's, that's great. That's awesome. That's all. He learned from the best, though, so it's okay. It's okay. Um, we're going we're gonna to take up giving now, so if, uh, I could call the ushers forward. Uh, there's a couple ways that you can give financially here to Mountainside Church if you'd like. Uh, through the buckets, we have a laptop at the back, and then online uh, as well if you want to be part of what we're doing uh, financially. Um, yeah, that, thanks for that, Carl. That's cool. And what I, what I love about Enoch is uh, later on in Scripture, at the very, very, very end of the Bible, there was one other person that didn't die in Scripture. There was Enoch and Elijah. Um, and at the very, very, very end of Scripture, when Jesus comes back, it talks about how there's these two special people that come and help. This kind of thing or whatever. And a lot of people theorize maybe that's Enoch and Elijah, the two people that never died, this kind of thing or whatever. And it's cool, again, how we talked about all summer, how everything always points back to Jesus. Everything always leads back to Jesus. Even Enoch in the book of Genesis leads back to Jesus somehow. And, uh, you know, I, I want to give that opportunity if you've never put your faith in Jesus, if you've never acknowledged, yes, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that God loves me, that Jesus died on the cross and he rose again. Uh, I, if you never believed that, you can believe that this morning. Put your faith in him. Not fancy formula or special prayer to do. It's just r just an honest prayer in your heart and in your thoughts to God. Uh, and he's there for you, okay? So I want to encourage you to do that. Um, and just, uh, just a quick update. We had a very successful movie night in the community on, what day is it? On Friday night. Uh, so I just want to thank everyone that served and kind of the whole church came together. Um, and even if you weren't there, I know you were there in spirit and you were, you were behind it and supporting it. And it's just a really good way that we can show God's love to the community um, and all that good stuff. So thank you so much for supporting us in that. Um, we'll see you next week, same time, same place. And make sure you come say hi to Carlo and Nettie at the back. Uh, and, you know, give them a hug or a high five or something just because they're such incredible people. Okay? God bless. We'll see you uh, next week. All right. Thanks, guys. Drifting beneath the horizon Body's weak but I'm trying To make it to shore But I'm falling short I need you more Wave after wave I've been